Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This is an RNZ podcast. Hello, I'm Simon Morris. When people look back at the few major releases of the past year or so, leading the list of great big disasters would have to be that star-stuffed turkey, Cats. If ever there was a film that critics, professional and social media alike couldn't wait to put the boot into, it was Tom Hooper's rendition of Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical. Who thought that was a good idea? Hooted the glitterati. Tonight is a magical night. Where I choose the cat that deserves a new life. But you'd think just about everyone would have thought it was a good idea. Cats has been on Broadway in the West End for longer than half the population have been alive. It starred everyone you've ever heard of, from Judi Dench and Taylor Swift to the unaccountably popular James Corden. And who doesn't love musicals? Well, that last question is easier to answer. Nobody loves musicals, at least not out loud. They may be big on stage. They are big on stage. You can't get tickets for the biggest ones for love or money. But they rarely travel to the big screen, not like they used to. Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plain And the waving wheat can sure smell sweet When the wind comes right behind the rain Back in the 50s and 60s, it went without saying that a hit Broadway musical would automatically become an equally successful movie musical. Oklahoma, My Fair Lady, South Pacific, Kiss Me Kate, and of course the king of them all, the record-breaking Sound of Music. Partly it's to do with changes in radio. Back then, one of the staples of most playlists were songs from the shows. So when the movie finally arrived in your town, you knew all the songs already. Today, very few show tunes are going to make it on any self-respecting radio station, even RNZ, which is why recent musicals often cash in on already familiar songs. You are expecting us. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> yes. Mamma mia, here I go again. My, my, how can I resist ya? Mamma Mia was built on ABBA hits, Rocket Man and Bohemian Rhapsody on the songs of Elton John and Queen, respectively. Launching new material from new musicals is harder, unless you happen to be the Disney Corporation.
Every member of a family containing a ten-year-old girl ended up knowing every single word of Let It Go from Frozen. But songs from most hit Broadway musicals will be unfamiliar to most movie audiences and will need selling. However, in the case of In the Heights, that's no problem. In the Heights, I came the on this We came to work and to live, we got a lot in common. The cast delivers every number of In the Heights as if it were a national anthem. It was the precursor to writer-composer Lin-Manuel Miranda's even bigger hit, Hamilton, and it deserves every plaudit it's received. Also this week, a Sugar Rush sequel to an already pretty pointless caper film, and first, the true story of a lone farmer who takes on big business, Percy versus Goliath. Some farmers buy their seeds from the big guys every year to plant. Me, I save my own. That's what I do. I'm a seed saver. First canola I've seen come in this year. That's a lot of money. Percy versus Goliath looks to be, if not a no-brainer, then certainly a film that simply has to stick to the factual account, join the dots and come out the other side to triumph. The story of Canadian corn farmer Percy Schmeiser is well known at home and I gather in the wider agribusiness community. He prides himself on providing his own seeds and not buying them from the only alternative, the Monsanto Corporation. Package for Mr. Percy Schmeiser. Dad? There's got to be a mistake. I got my own seeds. Monsanto's claiming the canola you grew in 97 contained a technology in the seeds gene that they created. They've come already. Well, even townies like me have heard of Monsanto, though generally in the context of genetically modified crops. They're huge, and they didn't get huge by letting anyone get away with any hanky-panky. I never bought their seed. Tests showed substantial contamination. Who are those men, Grandpa? Monsanto will say that everything you grew is their property. You sure got people talking. You stole Monsanto's seed. You know I'm not a thief. Monsanto accuses Percy of deliberately stealing their seeds and ruthlessly sets out to shut him down. They're not above bullying the Schmeiser's neighbours into putting pressure on Percy. Percy is appalled and hotly denies everything. Why have you taken the case this far? There's a lot of farmers around the world who can't stand up. I figure I should. This is a simple case of patent infringement. If you win, no farmer could ever be sued for saving his seeds again. So there's Percy, pretty much on his own, with one lowly local lawyer. And there's Monsanto, with a seemingly endless team of lawyers and investigators up against him. In other words, Percy versus Goliath. There are thousands of people who want to support you. Monsanto says farmers' rights don't matter. we got to keep fighting. Hey, Percy, can I get your autograph? No. <laughs> You've probably recognised the voice of Percy. It's eccentric song and dance man Christopher Walken, one of the last people you'd pick to play a salt-of-the-earth farmer. But it turns out he does dogged determination rather well. $1.2 million. That's how much you owe. This is what happens when you get lawyers involved. We're going to lose the farm, Percy. Get off this property. You're trespassing. 
Playing Jackson, the town lawyer, slightly out of his depth, is another city slicker, Zach Braff. If ever there's a pair who need an angel, it's Percy and Jackson. And here she comes. I can't remember the last time I've seen former child star Christina Ricci, but she suddenly turns up as a greenie activist called Rebecca. Mr. Schmeiser, I'm Rebecca Salco. I'm here to help you with your case. You try to fight them on your own, you will lose. They're tearing our community apart. They go after anyone who speaks out against them. The former Wednesday from the Adams Family movies. I have fond memories of her classmates saying, make her stop smiling, she's scaring us, has reinvented herself here as an upbeat Sally Field type. Rebecca offers to get people behind Percy if he goes public. Not Percy's strong suit normally. Feels like you're angling for a fight. Will Percy have to testify? Definitely. Is that going to be a problem? Getting his driver's license photo is too much limelight for him. But he shows up at town meetings around the country and, to his wife's surprise, turns out to be rather good at it. It seems there are a lot of farmers out there who've been bullied by companies like Monsanto for years and not just in Canada. They said I've grown Monsanto's canola without a licence. Everything I worked all my life for is theirs. I get sued for doing the same thing my family's been doing for hundreds of years. Front page of the Washington Post. It's huge. Percy versus Goliath is pretty much what you'd expect from the time-honoured genre of the little man sticking it to big bad business. I mean, the title alone implies there will be fist-pumping by the end. A David and Goliath legal battle. In a case where farmers around the world are watching very closely. We've heard your story. You're fighting back. You bring us hope. But the case isn't quite as simple as it sounds and you're required to know something of the politics of not just seed copyright laws but the whole genetic modified crops thing. Very recently, GM was a hot topic, partly because it looked as if the near-monopoly Monsanto was too big to fight. But they weren't and it was cases like this that gave them pause. What they're doing is not right and somebody's got to say something. We've got to keep fighting. For the seed savers, the anti-GM activists and farmers around the world, the case of Percy taking on Goliath was a big, important deal. For passing trade like your humble servant, Percy versus Goliath is a well-enough-made story whose significance I'll have to take their word on. That's Grandpa. We're going to the Supreme Court. Is that something your lawyers have advised? I haven't told them yet. The rise of the current king of the Broadway musical, Lin-Manuel Miranda, has been spectacular. It's impossible to overstate the importance of his show Hamilton, in which the story of the United States' founding fathers was turned into a hip-hop spectacular. But Miranda had already smashed through the old guard's glass ceiling with his first show, In the Heights. Once upon a time... faraway land called Washington Heights. Say it so it doesn't disappear. Washington Heights!
In the Heights borrows from an old American tradition. It's a story about New York's immigrant community trying to make its mark, a staple of everything from West Side Story to The Godfather. It reminded me of Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing, sweltering in the summer heat, of Big Fat Greek Wedding and any film with a dream at its heart. Lights up on Washington Heights up at the break of day. I wake up and I got this little punk I gotta chase away. Pop the grate at the crack of dawn, sing while I wipe down the awning. Hey, y'all, good morning. In the case of In the Heights, the dream even has a name, the Swanito. It's the thing that drives everyone in the uptown Manhattan district of Washington Heights. What does Swanito mean? Swanito? It means little dream. That's it? No story? All right, all right, everybody sit down, sit down. It's a story of a block that was disappearing. The film occupies that tricky grey area between stage and real life. The characters can, and regularly do, break into song, dance and a lot of rap at the drop of a hat. And they can also command the camera, like our hero Usnavi, who's nominally telling the story from his tropical bar on an island paradise. The streets were made of music. You probably never heard my name. Reports of my fame are greatly exaggerated. Morning, But unlike the sort of story we're used to in an immigrant community, particularly a Latino one, people from Cuba, Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, the story's not driven by violence or crime. Yo, here's your chance. Ask her out right now. Hey! Something on your shirt. What's pushing Usnavi and Benny, Vanessa and Nina, Kevin the cab owner and Abuela the block's grandmother is finding their place in America. And lest we forget, in the movies, ever since Al Jolson's jazz singer, that's always been the real American dream, not simply the idea of making money. We had to assert our dignity in small ways. Little details that tell the world we are not invisible. The film is a good 60% music, and if you haven't already had the chance to see and hear In the Heights anywhere, that's a lot of music to take in for the first time. But composer Lin-Manuel Miranda, who starred in the original and now plays the ice salesman, knows what he's doing. Ice cold piragua, cherry, strawberry, and just for today I got my mate. Of a block that was disappearing. The genius is back! He comes from the tradition of Irving Berlin, Cole Porter, and Oscar Hammerstein, whose shows all had to win their audiences on opening night. So every song is delivered with a punch by director John M. Chu. And even more impressively, for a score that depends on a lot of rap, you can mostly hear every word straight off the bat. The various storylines hang from one major plot. The neighbourhood has run down so much that everyone is moving out, selling up, going somewhere else. The beauty salon's heading downtown. Kevin's taxi firm is being sold off bit by bit to pay for his high-achieving daughter Nina to continue her studies in California. 
This is the moment when you do better than me. Because you can see a future that I can't. You made all of this? This is me. But Nina has her own issues. Stanford University is very white indeed and she has no support system there. Meanwhile, Usnavi's dream is to make enough money in his general store to buy a bar back home in the Dominican Republic. A dream isn't some sparkly diamond. There's no shortcuts. Sometimes it's rough. What could possibly happen to all these people and their Swanitos in just two sunny hours? Well, you think you know. I certainly did. And you're going to be wrong at least 50% of the time. The story is sneakily unpredictable. The songs get under your guard. Maybe not as good as West Side Story, but maybe I just need to hear them for another 50 years. You ready? I've been saving up all my pennies in my piggy bank for this day. Today's all we got, so we cannot stop. This is our block. In the in the Heights has that magic feeling you can only get on Broadway, where everyone, particularly star Anthony Ramos, is giving 110% of everything all the time. And it's got something extra, a unique Latin fervour and optimism. It's true, they don't make them like they used to. They make them better now. When a movie called The Hitman's Bodyguard turned up a couple of years back, starring motormouth Ryan Reynolds and foul-mouthed Samuel L. Jackson, I didn't actually see it at the cinema. I mean, the plot's in the title, the stars give you an idea of what's going to happen, so why bother, right? You're going to tell us everything you know. <laughs> I'm not telling you a mother... You can electrocute him all day, it'll only make him angrier. I, on the other hand, will tell you everything. Really? In the end, I saw it a few weeks ago on TV. It was all I expected. It was all I expected and somehow less. And now it's more or less back. He has had a tremendous year. Michael Price is the bodyguard of the year. Woo! <laughs> Why I was so depressed by the hitman's wife's bodyguard is it seemed to be an indication of where action movies had come to. I remember when the first Die Hard was considered a new low in stupidity. Now it's considered an action classic, certainly compared to what came next. Is he a relative of yours? God, no. Darius Kincaid, the hitman, wanted for like a zillion murders around the world. And how often do you have this dream? Just once. Well, that's not A too. night. Right. I'm thinking you need to forget bodyguarding. Well, this is what came next. The first Hitman's Bodyguard film was about a hitman, Samuel L. Jackson, being protected so he can testify against even worse people. His bodyguard is a by-the-book bureaucrat, Ryan Reynolds, whose motto is, boring is best. I said, get anyone but Michael Bryce. What? He is the most annoying... Excuse me! I have 20-20 hearing. I can hear you. Who wouldn't want to see all this again? All right, put your hands down. It was a rhetorical question. In the sequel, Ryan's character Michael Bryce is in therapy and told to stay away from bodyguarding. But on holiday, he's attacked by gunmen and hitman Darius's volatile wife, Sonia. 
for the first time, I'm starting to imagine a life without bodyguarding. This really feels like a new I know you. The mafia took my husband. We have to go get him. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm not getting involved in this. I'm under strict psychological orders. How has Selma Hayek managed to have as long a career in Hollywood as she has and still maintain a Mexican accent as thick as chili con carne? Same for the villain of this film, the equally Latin Antonio Banderas, here playing a Greek multi-billionaire. Take them to my torture chambers. What? You have separate torture chambers? <laughs> Mark my words, the world will burn. The plot takes off in all directions right from the start. In fact, I don't think I've ever been to a film so unwilling to sit down and have a breather. No sooner has Sonia dragged Michael off to meet Darius when they rush off, pursued by bad guys all over whatever Mediterranean city they find themselves in. We need guns. We need boats. We need them. Are you ready to get your freak on? What? That came out wrong. But together, with us, that also came out wrong. Then they're stopped in their tracks by a second set of gunmen, or is it a third set? You will lose count after a while. And when our two wacky heroes and one heroine take their blindfolds off, they're greeted by a familiar face. They're planning a full-scale cyber attack. Do not screw this up. But we are definitely... Going to screw this up. Hollywood's current motto seems to be no show without Frank Grillo. This year alone we've seen him in Cosmic Sin, Boss Level and No Man's Land. He's also, I'm told, just completed six more movies and a TV series this year alone. Has he never heard of social distancing? Now let's go do what we do and blow some things up. I would make a great mother, don't you think? I, I think you, yes. Mother. Thank you. Here, Grillo plays a CIA official who alternates exposition of the plot with yelling at Michael, Darius and Sonia. I could have told him he's wasting his time. Everyone's already yelling at everyone else in this movie. That's if they're not shooting at each other. By now, there's literally no let-up. The only time people aren't chasing each other in loud cars, they're shooting at each other with loud guns or yelling at each other with tasteless wisecracks. So, this is it, I thought. This is the future. Films for people who think Fast and Furious movies are too introspective. Are you using pepper spray? I'm on sabbatical. (laughs) How many times have you nearly got me killed? But, to my surprise, the cinema was far from packed. Maybe the cynics are wrong. Maybe you can underestimate the intelligence of the movie-going public. Maybe they simply looked at the title, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, realised there wasn't any more to it than that, and thought, we can do better. Let's hope so. And, in fact, there isn't any more to this week's show either. I'm Simon Morris, and I hope you'll join me at the movies same time next week. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. 
And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.